Hey guys, what's up? This is Jacques. Welcome back to Unpopular. I am recording live from my bedroom. I'm in bed. I'm on my portable mic that I have plugged into my iPhone. Chunky is licking himself. Stop, Chunky. It's noisy. Naughty. Um, I've been calling this my Stasi mic because of the episode of Vanderpump Rules back in the day where she recorded her podcast with Jax in the bar. So this has been my Stasi mic, but now I think it's my summer house mic because I'm sprawled out in bed under the covers like Paige and Sierra and Hannah when they just like don't get out of bed and they just spend that chunky. Can you stop it? It's like, as soon as I start recording, then he becomes animated because he knows that I'm doing something. It's like ridiculous. Because before, while I was making notes in the notes app for the episode, he's like sitting there quietly. And then he tries to an- annoy me as soon as I'm recording. But yes, I'm on my summer house mic. Um, I just have low energy. It's not depression or anything like that. I think it's just, I have trouble building good, healthy habits. Like, being consistent and I was in a really good routine which I worked very hard at getting into before I went to LA and then I just think the time away because it threw me off I just can't like bounce back into it oh my god Chunky he's like breathing heavily now on purpose and he's doing like a weird face which he doesn't usually do Chunky honestly it's ridiculous um yeah I think that it just threw me off getting out of my whole routine I just like cannot get back into it like I've been going to the gym very sporadically I signed up for a meal delivery service um because the amount of takeout I've been getting is just off the charts like it's so bad and even though those meal delivery services they actually can be expensive they're not cheap like I was gonna do you know like HelloFresh and Marley's Spoon and all of those where you have to like cook it yourself I feel like those are affordable. And then I went to order one, but then I'm like, wait, yeah, I, you have to cook it. Like you've, even though they give you the ingredients, you still have to like chop shit up and like put it in the frying pan. I'm just like, this is way too fucking much. And I was looking at one of the sites and they give you most of the ingredients, but they were still like said that you like needed a few things. I'm like, so not everything is in this fucking box. And then I still have to cook it. I'm like, this is beyond. So... I closed that and I went to a more expensive one where they just, I think, I guess you just heat it up in the microwave or something, which those meals never taste as good. But that is still cheaper than if I'm ordering um, DoorDash, you know, once or twice a day. It's still probably going to cut my food. What I'm spending on food, it's probably going to cut that bill like about in half and the portions are good sizes. And I'm sure the food's fine. Like, it looked nice on the website, but you know, the, when they lay it out on the website, they show you the, you know, the fresh dish with all the food in it. Like it's been laid out at a restaurant, but then when they give it to you, it's in like a, um, you know, 1978 alien plastic package that you put in this sort of like retro futuristic microwave. And then it just comes out of space food, you know? So it's like nothing like what they actually lay out for you. But anyway, I'm excited to start that trying to get back on. I am going to the gym tonight. So I'm going to have to have another coffee soon to just get the energy flowing. And I have a motivational book. I posted on my Instagram the other day, guys. Um, It's called, it's called making it happen, I think. And it's like a journal and I never use shit like that. I always think it's for girls. And I always 
think that people that do that stuff usually never get shit done, which is true. Cause it's like every person that, you know, that's like a self-help um, book addict has like the worst life. <laughs> like they're like, they have like the worst life ever. They never take the advice. They just read self-help books and just stay in the same place. And usually people that are like making shit happen already, like they don't need to read a book about it cause they're already doing it. But I do think those things can help. You just don't want to get in like a cycle of constantly um, now I'm journaling and I'm starting a new confidence program and I'm starting a new this and I'm starting a new that. And now I have um, the subtle art of giving a fuck the sequel. And it's just like, girl, are you going to make these dreams happen or not? So I turned my nose up at them. Although I did do, uh, I did read Jordan Peterson back in the day when he like very first came out and he really helped me. But what happened with Jordan Peterson was like, I listened to the lectures when he first came out on the scene in, you know, 2016 or whatever. I took a lot of the vi- the advice that motivated me and, um, like, it didn't make – it didn't magically give me the perfect life, but it definitely helped me in certain areas and so did his book. So – and then I, like, stopped listening to him because I'm like, well, I kind of, you know, got some juice out of that and now I'm good. But I got this journal – And I bought it in a coffee shop when I was in Newport Beach in the OC. And it was just like, they just had shit for sale. They had perfume. They had self-help books. They had tumblers. The place was called Vacancy Coffee. And the coffee was amazing, FYI. So if if you're in Newport, go to Vacancy Coffee. We love it. And the perfume, the oil perfumes they had there, I think someone locally made them, were beautiful. I actually bought one as a gift for somebody. And then I'm like, I should have bought one for myself because it smells so good and I bought the book just being like an impulse buy and someone that wastes their money and it's actually really good and I've been filling it out I've been putting stuff in there and I I can't recommend it enough actually the way that it's laid out it's so easy to use it really is great for just like putting your goals down and like building good habits and stuff I'm not saying it's going to like fix my life but it's good. So I've been doing that. We're just trying to get back on track. You know, I have a lot of things that I'm trying to achieve coming up and I am feeling like I'm in a good headspace lately. So we need to keep, keep that train moving. Um, on a more negative note, people need to not stop over at your fucking house unannounced. It's happened twice now. I know twice isn't like a million times, but it's like two times too fucking many. So I do night shifts every couple of weeks. Every two to three weeks, uh, I do a Friday night shift and a Saturday night shift. And that goes until 2 a.m. And then it's not like you finish work and then suddenly, oh, it's 2 a.m. and I'm asleep. Like, no, you've still got to like wash your face and get ready for bed and stuff and then kind of like wind down. You might be on your phone. So sometimes it's like three o'clock, four o'clock, like, you know, the worst times is more like 4.30 is when I'm like falling asleep if I'm, you know, really not being disciplined. My God, who is calling me? Can you guys hear me? Oh, yeah, you can. Okay, I'm going to edit that out. Sorry, I'm just making an edit point. Someone started calling on my phone. Um, So annoying. You have a missed call. Fuck off. I'm I'm on like a thousand spam lists. So I get called all the time and I'm recording my um my note. Not my notes out. My fucking voice memo app on the iPhone, which I usually don't do. But like I said, I'm in summer house mode. Um. Yeah, so I do these night shifts and sometimes I don't finish until I'm not asleep until like 4am or something. And I had these fucking two old biddies knocking on the door early. Like, I think it was like 
9-ish, maybe it was like 9.30 a.m., which is fucking early if you haven't gone to bed till like 4 and you're working night shifts. And I think there were Jehovah's Witness or something of that, like some kind of fucking religious bullshit or they wanted money or they wanted charity or they wanted to like save my soul. I don't fucking know what the fuck they wanted. And like I opened the door like half asleep and by the way, I sleep naked, so I have to, like, throw whatever clothes are kind of on the floor. Chunky goes ballistic if he hears anything. So I'm, like, shaken out of my sleep by Chunky's screeching, incessant barking. He's actually chilling out now. He's, like, lying on his back and, like, fully zonked out. But he's barking. I've been snapped awake, like, shaken awake everything's a mess. I'm trying to like throw on some clothes. I like open the door, like half asleep. And I'm like, hello. And they told me where they were from or something. I'm like, no, I'm like, I'm on night shift. And they said, oh, I'm sorry. You should have had a sign. What the, you think I should have a fucking sign? Like a do not disturb sign on my door. It's 2023. People don't just show up to people's houses. I get before we had cell phones and the internet and email and stuff that people would do like a pop-in and a drop-in and unexpected and it wasn't a shock to have strangers call you or strangers arrive at the house or whatever but it's 2023 it's not 19 fucking 80 like what the fuck are you doing on my property i can see how people can get shot like trespassing for real like thank god we don't have guns here i probably would have shot them honestly if i had a gun and we had gun rights here because I would have been like, why is why are there two strange people on my property? Are they coming to fucking like rape and pillage my home? Like what the hell is going on? And then these two bitches came back yesterday. I didn't answer the door and I'd sort of been up early. I think I was cleaning my bathroom or something. But wait, was I naked? I might have got out of the shower. I may have been naked or partially dressed. I definitely wasn't fully clothed. And Chunky was, like, barking like crazy, and they knocked, and I just ignored it, and they left. But it's like, why? Like, if they fucking come back again, they're going to get it. Like, I was polite enough the first time where I just said I'm on night shift, but, like, if they come back, it's a fucking wrap on them. Like, stop. I just, you need to get with the times. I know that it's, like, polite to think, oh, my God, you know, we lived in this time where people said hello to you out in public and people came over unannounced and everyone in the community was friends. Well, we don't live in that world anymore. I know it's cute to think that we're still in like Pleasantville times. We're not. People are antisocial. They're on their phones. You know, fucking Gen Z can't even make a phone call without getting anxiety. That's the world we live in. So adapt. It was like my mom. Um, I was trying to download TikTok on her phone. I don't really use TikTok. I don't like it. But she sits around and she watches like stupid Facebook videos for just hours on end. Like that's why I can't be around her. I'm like, turn it off. It's because it, it's not just annoying the videos she watches, but this the quality of the sound coming from her phone. It's like a tinny, like a tinny piercing audio, and she has it turned up really fucking loud. And the kind of videos she's watching is like um, this inspirational audition from Britain's Got Talent in 2013. Like, that's the crap she's watching. So when I hear it blaring out of the tinny little speakers, I'm like, turn it off. Like, it's giving me a head. I can't listen to this. But 
I was trying to be nice. And I'm like, well, you sit around watching this shit all day. I'm like, let me just download TikTok for you so you can watch TikToks all day. No, I I can't. I can't learn a new thing. And I'm like, the videos on here are better. I'm like, it has a better algorithm. I know people probably listening going, don't download it. It's Chinese spyware. As if my mom cares if there's Chinese spyware. Like, she, she doesn't give a fuck. Um... And I'm like, no, this is the new thing. This is where all the content is. It's better than the Facebook videos. The algorithm here is so advanced that it knows exactly what you like. And she's just like kicking up a fuss about it, not wanting it. And I said, let me just download it and you don't have to open it. Now, of course, flash forward several months. Um, she uses TikTok all the time and she likes it. She was telling me about some TikToks the other night. It was like something stupid that I would never watch. Like... People, I don't know if this is a global thing or just an Australian thing. People like all this corny royal related comedy. Actually, Gary Janetti, when I did my episode about Real Friends of WeHo last week, and I'm like, this fucking Gary Janetti, Brad Goreski's husband, is really famous and he just makes these like memes about Prince Will, not Prince William, what's the kid's name? One of the fucking royal children. He makes memes about them. People just love that shit. And uh, my mom was watching. I, it was it was some like royal parody of the king's coronation. So I think they like take Prince Charles and then, or King Charles, and someone puts like a funny voice over it, like, mm, this is boring. I don't want to be here, you know, like, and then she thinks it's like the funniest thing ever. So of course she loves it, but you just can't be resistant to new things as well. I tried to download Paramount Plus, right? Before I um, moved out. No, actually, I had moved out of their place, but I came over and we split different apps between us. Like, I pay for I pay for Binge and something else. My stepdad pays for Stan and KO Sports. Mum pays for, I think, Netflix. So, you know, we're all paying for different ones between us and then we all, like, share like normal people do. And I said, oh, I've got Paramount Plus, which is not even that good, but I think I had it because I was watching Melrose Place and that's the only place you can watch Melrose Place. And I'm like, I'll put it on your TV. No, no, I don't want any more apps. I don't want another app. I don't want it. And I'm like, I'll just like download it here and log it in so it's there if you want it. No, no, I, no more. And I'm like, okay. And then guess what happens? She gets into Yellowstone, becomes obsessed with it. In Australia, they have Yellowstone on Stan, but to watch the spin-offs, you need to have Paramount Plus. Then she goes, oh, Jacques, um, you know, I want to watch the Yellowstone, you know, 1842, whatever it's called. And I'm like, oh, that's on Paramount. You don't have that. Oh, can I get it? Well, I tried to download it and you didn't want it. Oh, never mind. And then like she asks again, like a week later. And I'm like, you didn't want it. I'm like, you can pay for it yourself. I'm like, I tried to download it. I told you to just to have it there. If you want to watch something, you refused. Not only did you refuse, you made like a big dog and pony show about it. Like, like I was doing something like, like I was assaulting you by trying to download the Paramount Plus app. And now you fucking want it. And it's just like, I can't stand people that won't be open to, to new things. Like, even when TikTok blew up, like I just personally, I'm not that much of a fan of it, but I never, I tried to never get on that whole thing. Like, oh, it's just people dancing. It's stupid. Cause I'm like, obviously there's something to this app. Like everyone's using it. It's like, you know, a big thing. Now it's like blown up. But when OnlyFans first came out, um, you know, I was kind of like, okay, this is like interesting. What's going on now? Like everyone has an OnlyFans, but 
as you get older, you tend to be like, you get stuck in your, you know, it's like with your music taste, like suddenly you won't listen to any new music that came out after you were 25. And then you think that music just went downhill since you were, you know, a teenager. It's like, no, girl, you just got fucking old and lazy and you won't try anything new. So I always like try to be embracing of the new things. And I just hate people that can't. And that's why we have old fucking ladies door knocking you to make you a Jehovah's Witness because they don't understand that the times have changed and we don't do that anymore. And if you want to convert me to be Jehovah's Witness, message me on fucking Instagram. Don't come to my goddamn house. Um, Oh my God, speaking of OnlyFans, I don't know why I listed this, but for the record, I'm not like a porn addict because I feel like I mention like porn related things or like I'm familiar with OnlyFans people. I've been reading a porn memoir recently. So I feel like then it gives off the impression like I'm some like porn addict. Okay, I am not. I consume the normal amount of porn that just like any normal guy that isn't a sex addict would watch, a single guy that's not a sex addict, okay? I'm not like obsessed. And actually, a lot of the porn that I see is more because I'm on Twitter a lot and the Twitter algorithm, like Twitter allows porn. It's like the only social media that I think does. So it puts it in your feed sometimes or you know, it'll put some like hot guy in their feed and they're like, oh, if you want to see more, like click on my OnlyFans. So that's more how I watch it. I don't have like, you know, hard drives of fucking X-rated movies and stuff. I'm just a normal porn consumer. And there's a new trend going on with these OnlyFans catfishes and I get them in my fucking feed all the time and I clock it straight away because that's one that's really hot. Anyone that's, like, hot and has a big dick and is on social media is going to have, like, 100,000 followers. But these accounts come up and it's either um, people that are stealing uh, – they're stealing content from actual OnlyFans people and then they make a fake Twitter and they use the photos and they make a separate OnlyFans and then they resell that other person's content to you. So they're either doing that or the other thing that they're doing is – these hot guys, they'll have gym bodies and stuff. They're posting bulge photos, but they're putting like big dildos down their underwear. So it looks like they have, you know, a huge nine inch erection, but it's a fucking dildo. Like it's not real. And then they're sending you over to their OnlyFans, which by the way, I'm not, I've been scammed on OnlyFans before, but never to the, like I would, even I know like not to click these, but what they do is then they direct you over to their OnlyFans and you go over and then it's, either just more like teasing like it's you it's just the same stuff you see on twitter which is just fake bulge photos and they're not even showing you their real bulge so be careful out there because these only fans hoes are just like ripping people off to left right and center um people wanted me to comment on the kim zolciak divorce and i like specifically did not because Here's the thing. When I was covering Bravo more regularly, by the way, I dropped a new Patreon episode, was actually, which is actually really good because it has a lot of like personal life stuff and family stuff, but I also did Bravo stuff at the end of it. That's patreon.com slash unpopularjp. Link is in the bio. Someone complained that I promote my Patreon too much. Bitch, I'm trying to get paid. I don't get paid off this free podcast at all. Maybe I'll get like $20 if I'm lucky. So yeah, I'm allowed to monetize it. It actually takes a lot of time to do this and a lot of energy. And I have a lot of different things that I'm doing. So yes, I can monetize it. So shut the fuck up. But um, 
the Kim Solsiak thing, when I was covering Bravo on this pod in the early days of the pod and doing a lot more Bravo content, it put me in this world of like having to react to like every bit of celebrity gossip, especially in the Bravo reality world. And um, I would like wake up and I would check my Instagram and I would have all of these DMs and it's everyone just sending me the same TMZ post or the same whatever. Have you seen the trailer yet? Oh my God, did you know this person was arrested? Oh my God, did you know this person's like split up? Like what's your commentary on it? It's like every day I'd be expected to react to it. And here's the thing, like Kim Zolciak getting divorced That is actually big news that's worthy of commentary because, you know, she's like an interesting character. She's sort of like a Bravo OG. She's known for having like this really, really strong relationship. Like that was kind of her thing that even as bad of a person as she came off at times, you know, she had like a great family and her kids loved her and she had this, you know, husband that adores her and they had this cute family show that went for like 10 seasons, Don't Be Tardy, and it's just about how they love each other and they're like a fun, quirky family. So it actually is like juicy news, but I still didn't want to like give it airtime because I'm strategic about, like, I mean, I post what I want, like my... My content isn't, like, super, super curated where it's, you know, I have, like, a fucking vision board with, like, a brand branding ideas or something. It's, like, nothing like that. But I am wary of, like, getting back into that mode of having to just react to dumb gossip because the Kim Solziak thing is worthy of a reaction. But what was happening was not only would people want me to react to like the new trailer of whatever? And everyone would send me the same fucking links. I'd wake up with 20 DMS of the exact same thing because these honestly women, no offense. (laughs) Cause these women are just obsessed with like this inane gossip. Suddenly it would be like, my DMS would just be filled of like, I would get sent a picture of Sheena Shea and someone's like zoomed in on her hip. Do you think this has been airbrushed? Like, I don't know. Oh, my God, look at it. Look, it looks like she's a bunion on her feet. Okay. Like, look what this person commented. Like, it was the dumbest shit they were sending me. And it was, like, all the time. And I'm like, I can't have this negative, this negative energy in my life. Like, stop dragging me into your kind of inane whims and follies. Like, I do not want to spend my precious energy scrolling through Stacy Schroeder, okay? She's posted a, a gallery of photos, okay? You've gone swipe through to the fourth photo and zoomed in on a minor detail that may or may not be something, and then you're sending it to me and you're wanting my breakdown of this. I'm like, I can't have this in my life. Like, stop. Like, this is just cr- garbage crap. Like, you guys are entertained by anything. It's like these fucking... um meme accounts that I'm always going off on. I send them to Dan now when they come up in my feed, because I feel like they've changed the algorithms where even if I'm not following stuff and I've like muted stuff, I'm still getting this shit in my feed. And like, I got one and it was just my face when I watched the Vanderpump Rules trailer. And it was just like a screenshot of Sheena. And it was just like, she just had like a normal expression on her face. I'm like, you don't have to post that. Like, There are some really creative, funny people out there that come up with some clever stuff. Like I saw that Heather McDonald the other day, 
she reposted someone on her Instagram stories and they did the Flintstones and they had edited the Flintstones, but they put um, the Real Housewives of New Jersey like a fight over it. It was actually really funny because it was like um, Barney, Fred and Barney was Joe Judice and Joe Gorga. And like, it actually was funny. And I'm like, oh, someone came up with kind of like an original idea and they like edited this together. Like, this is humorous to me. But, like, I don't want to see my face when the way to bring food. Like, no. Like, this is so stupid. So, that's why I didn't react to the Kim Zolciak divorce. Um, But shout out Kim Zolciak. You know, I like her. She's a lot of fun. You know, I want her back on TV in any form. Um, Okay, one last piece of Bravo gossip. So, Diana's lawsuit against Garcelle. Because remember, Garcelle tried to make everyone think that Diana bought racist bots against her son, which I told y'all was some bullshit from the beginning. Of course, Diana did not. Here's the latest. I'm going to read out the article. This is posted from, I think, Radar Online. Um, And the Real Housewives Zone on Instagram. I like this account, by the way, the Real Housewives Zone. That's the only... That's the only Housewives news account that I like because they, they don't have memes and they don't they don't overpost news. So when they do do Housewives news, it's usually something that is like worth reading, but they they're not posting every, like the minutiae of just every little like dumb thing of Melissa Gorga liked a photo of someone, you know, like it's not getting down to that level. It's just the juiciness that you sort of like want to know to keep abreast of the housewives. That's the real housewives zone on Instagram. Um, Here's the article they reposted from Radar Online. Diana Jenkins has dropped the lawsuit she filed to expose those who may be responsible for cyberbullying Garcelle's teenage son, Jax, after she, quote, did not receive a response from Garcelle about how to proceed with the case. In a new filing obtained by Radar Online, Diana said that after the court expressed concerns she wasn't the right person to keep the case moving forward, her legal team contacted Garcelle's attorney to see, quote, if she would join the lawsuit as a plaintiff. Diana even offered to cover all her legal expenses in connection with the suit. However, according to the motion filed in Los Angeles on Wednesday, Diana, quote, did not receive a response from Miss Beauvais. The filing also mentions that Diana went a step further and, quote, reached out to NBC Universal and informed NBC Universal regarding her efforts to identify the perpetrator, but also received no response. In light of the lack of response and assistance, and despite having spent tens of thousands of dollars, Miss Jenkins has concluded that she cannot proceed with the litigation at this time. Um, so basically, Garcelle didn't want to uh, proceed with this. So. Garcelle said she was doing her own investigation, which I never fucking believed for one goddamn second that she was doing her own investigation, especially when these investigations cost a lot of money. Garcelle does not have that much money. Why do you think she's wearing that tacky fucking fake Chanel? And when the goddamn um, drone camera zooms to her house, my, my friend said that it looks like you're on like Google Earth and you're like zooming out like so far because she's so far from where people have money in LA. She's like, girl, she's not have tens of thousands of dollars to just blow on like this lawsuit. And she knows that it was just a troll. She knew all along. And I told you guys this from the beginning. And I actually got I got some backlash when I first went out, even against some of my, like, loyal listeners that tend to agree with me and don't like Garcelle, but I think people thought that I was being biased in not liking Garcelle, that I wasn't taking 
the threats against her son seriously, but, and I've said this before and I'll say it again, there was, I believe, one racist comment to Jax, but it was spun in from the Bravo blogs and just the hysteria and everything going around that it was an army of, like, racist attacks against him that had been organized, you know, someone had paid for an army of racist bots. It's like, no, there was, like, one racist comment and um, it was probably a deranged Bravo fan. And Garcelle knows this, and Garcelle purposely wanted y'all to think that it was Lisa Rinna and Diana Jenkins, and she put that out there intentionally. And this kind of just says it all, because Diana went to clear her name and has spent tens of thousands of dollars trying to get this investigated. Um, And Garcelle will not cooperate, because Garcelle does not want the result of the lawsuit out there, because the result is, yeah, there was one comment that was left by some disgusting Bravo fan because, you know, these people are just like low low IQ trolls. Like, it's the worst fandom ever. It's the dumbest people. It's a show for stupid people now. So it attracts stupid people who do stupid, nasty things. She wanted everyone to think that it was Diana, and she doesn't want to get Diana off the hook. She doesn't want to, like, be involved in this and then have the result officially come out and be like, oh, yes, so we traced it exactly to this person. She does not want that out, okay? And I hope people can kind of, like, figure that out now. I was actually arguing with people in the comments because they were like, Diana did it, period. It was Diana. I'm like, do you guys hear yourself? Diana is the one that has hired a private investigator. She's gone to NBC. Like, if she did it, why would she be like, please un- formally uncover who did this if she did it? But the fans are still like, Diana did it. Like, they're so stupid. Oh, my God. But um, that's the fucking tea on that. And I did hear a while ago that Diana had made uh, some gains with her with the investigation and that they had were pretty much pinpointing that it was some troll. I thought that it had actually been what I had heard that it was all kind of solved. So I guess it wasn't like officially wrapped up, but it was pointing in the direction of like, it was a troll, which I fucking said from the beginning. So there's that on that. And if you still think that Garcelle is Miss Innocent, y'all are so fucking dumb. There is no helping you. Um, we're already half an hour in and I have, I have like, actually so many topics um okay so when (laughs) when i was in la i spent a lot of time driving around listening to megan kelly well dan listens dan who i was staying with my friend listens to podcasts 24 7 without you know people that can't have like silence so he's like always listens to podcasts and one that we listened to together was megan kelly because i love i love some megan kelly guys know i think megan kelly is amazing i think she's like she is a girl boss in the positive sense. Like, why isn't she on the cover of these magazines that are celebrating, like, women in media, like, the power women? Like, she's a fucking badass. She took on Fox. She took on Trump. She started her own media brand that is, like, huge now. Like, her show now is rating up there with, like, Daily Wire, like, Ben Shapiro and stuff. So, now she has one of the biggest podcasts in fucking America right now. And she built that on her own and she owns the whole fucking rights to it. And she's the top story in the media. Every every single day you go on like New York post or the daily mail. And it's like Megyn Kelly slams X, Y, Z. Like, so she's like running the game and people need to put some respect on her name. Yeah. I need to, I need to shade her a little bit. Um, but it comes from a good place. And I was sort of like, 
Should I be criticizing Megan Kelly's show? Because one of my new goals is to get on Megan Kelly's show at some point as a talking head or have her come on my podcast. E- either is fine, but to work in some capacity with um, Mother is my new goal. So I'm like, maybe I shouldn't say anything bad about her, but I also think she's like, She's a tough bitch. Like, she can handle it. She criticizes Piers Morgan and their friends. I mean, she said on one episode that Ron DeSantis went on Piers Morgan's show because he knew that he would get a softball interview with Piers, which he did. Like, Piers is such a fucking sellout. And Megan was like, if he comes on my show, I'm going to ask him the hard questions. So he's, like, too scared to come on, which was totally true. So, you know, she can criticize people in good faith, and so can I. Um, So she's always getting into these constant fights with celebrities and public figures now and it's a lot of stuff that's kind of beneath her so and she's doing it by the way she's doing it to get in the news cycle and because it's easy content it's like low-hanging fruit and it's easy to do um one of the recent fights she got into was with Chrissy Teigen and she was criticizing Chrissy Teigen's outfit at the White House Correspondents Dinner because Chrissy kind of looked like she had, like, panties on. I mean, it was a very sexy dress. I thought she looked good. I don't like her, by the way, but she looked great. Um, some people said it was inappropriate to wear to the White House dinner. I mean, that's just – it's a celebrity event. It's not – I think people think that it's, like, some some highbrow, like, political shindig. Like, fucking Ariana and Lala Kent were there. Like, <laughs> it's not, like, a sophisticated thing. It's just, like – journalists and media outlets and celebrities like hanging out and doing the thing. So I think it was perfectly fine for Chrissy to rock up um, in a raunchy dress and her and John are very politically active. I mean, in like a stupid way. Like I think Chrissy, didn't she used to like fight with Trump on Twitter? Wasn't that her thing? She'll be like, try and grab this pussy Trump. And then they would just like fight on Twitter. And then John Legend, who is such a just a fucking gross neo-lib. I remember he got caught funding this this account called um, Brooklyn Dad, which was this liberal Hillary Clinton Biden supporting account. Because those political accounts, they're all paid. Like, have you seen those? There's these two boys and they're like on TikTok. They're Gen Z and they just stand Biden. They're the biggest fucking virgin dorks ever. They're such losers. Like, they honestly, they deserve to be bullied at school. And they just, like, stand Biden on TikTok. And they're, they're getting paid by Biden. I don't know. It's not paid by Biden directly, but it's some kind of, like, it's some, like, Democratic pack or whatever is, like, funding them. So all of that, like, political commentary and shit, like, they're cashing checks. And... There was this liberal account that was a um, huge, like, Clinton supporter and was, like, very anti-Bernie. And this was when, like, Bernie was, like, doing quite well and he was kind of, like, a threat to the Democrats because they didn't want him to come through. Because, like, no, we can't have health care and living wages for people. So they were doing everything they could to, like, sabotage Bernie. And this one account was, like, very anti-Bernie. And, like, John Legend was one of the people that got exposed for, like, funding that account. (laughs) So they're, like, I guess in the political scene. And um, Megyn Kelly was, like, ripping on um, Chrissy's dress. They are saying it looks like it was, like, a soft – like, it looks like an AVN Awards dress. I can't remember. It was, like, pretty funny. And then 
John Legend like clapped back at her. And honestly, what John Legend said was tea. Um, so here's what John Legend said. I've got some of the quotes. He said, Megan was desperate for attention. Megan, she likes attention, John Legend told TMZ. She pissed all the conservatives off when she asked Trump a tough question, so now she's trying to figure out a way to win them back. She's desperate, he added. <laughs> I mean, period. She is. And the thing with Megan Kelly is like I don't mind her I don't mind her getting the culture wars stuff. I'm totally fine with it. I don't mind her having like celebrity feuds, but she's overdoing it now. And I think she's like getting addicted to being in this news cycle and it's bringing her a lot of downloads and attention. And now she's just like doing it for the, like she's like constantly she's in fights with people. Then she goes and claps back with John uh, John Legend. She's like I wasn't fired. I was offered this much money and blah, which is all true as well. Like she's killing the game, like, but she is also doing it for attention. Um, feuds get you in the press cycle. Like they get you a lot. And I even, I sometimes like question myself when I have gone off on other podcasters and stuff. Cause I don't mind doing it every now and then it comes from a genuine place, but I'm also like, I try to check myself because I know that it is a low-hanging fruit and it's an easy way to get engagement and it's an easy way to get attention. But I'm just like, I don't want to be a toxic creator. I don't want to be starting issues with people um, in a self-serving manner that is for me to get, you know, engagement and downloads of my podcast and to get, you know what I mean? And just to make controversy for the sake of it. Like if I'm like dragging someone, it's just coming from like a genuine place. And I do enjoy doing that every now and then, but it's like, I don't want to be doing it every week. So I get in my head about it and it's okay to do every now and then, like I'm saying, but she was also going off on Meghan Markle again, which is like, fine but it's like how much can we go off on Meghan Markle like yeah she sucks but hasn't that horse been like that's a dead horse we've beaten that horse like I don't think there's anything new negative to say about Meghan Markle and she's always on Meghan Markle and like even during the King's coronation she was just making it all about Meghan Markle and she was having like Dan Wooten on and now she's in a fight with Charlize Theron and by the way this has all happened within like two weeks of each other that's what i'm when i say it's overkill like space these things out but i don't want to listen to your show every single day and every single day is you fighting with another celebrity whether it's chrissy teigen megan markle charlize theron so charlize i think she has some trans kid something like that i don't know but charlize went to one of these stupid liberal like protect drag queens marches and Charlize said something like, oh, fuck up anyone that doesn't support drag. And then Megan Kelly comes on her show and she's doing like a bad baby, like cash me outside. She's like, well, Charlize, why don't you fuck me up? Because I don't support groomers in drag. And then she like goes on a whole thing. That's just like enough, Megan, because Megan Kelly is a really fucking good journalist and a really good reporter. And she's really smart and she's a really good debater. Like, she's way better than people even give her credit for. And she's really funny when she's being shady and arguing with people. Like, she's great at it. But I want to see her get back to a little bit more substance with the reporting. And also, here's another criticism, Megan Kelly. <laughs> Sorry, Megan, I love you, but we need to keep it real here on Unpopular, okay, girl? Um, 
what her show has turned into. So when she first launched her show, it was an interview series. So she would have people on like Glenn Greenwald and stuff like that. And she'll do like an hourly, you know, an in-depth interview with them. And then it turned into a daily show. And the thing with like a daily show is it's like what the Kim Zolciak issue that I was talking about before, where you end up just having to react to like every dumb thing to make content. And there's like a desperation for content she just starts like doing the same topic over and over. And the formula of the show now is like, she she'll have an opinion about something. So her opinion is like, you know, Dylan Mulvaney's the worst, which yeah, girl, like I agree. Like she did really good Dylan Mulvaney coverage, by the way, I've reposted some of it on my Instagram, like, you know, go good for you, Megan. But, um, she'll do like Dylan Mulvaney, like every day. And then she'll have like a guest speaker come on And then the guest speaker's job is kind of just to like agree with everything she says and just restate her point. So Megyn Kelly will be like, Dylan Mulvaney's making a mockery of women, which he is clearly. Um, Dylan Mulvaney's making a mockery of women and he's doing woman face. And then the guest is like, Dylan Mulvaney's making a mockery of woman and doing woman face. And it's like, okay, now I'm just hearing like y'all do the same fucking opinions and like parody each other. So... You know, we send this message to Megan with love, just that I know she's better than this and she can do more than this. But, you know, I still listen to her show. Love it. Um, And guys, go subscribe to Megan Kelly. I do recommend Megan to people. Like, sometimes when um, when I'm talking about current issues or, like, culture war stuff with people, I'm like, you got to get on that Megan Kelly girl. Like... (laughs) (laughs) like Megan's on it. Um, Okay. Lastly, I watched the Mama June premiere. So there's been two episodes of the new season. It's season six. It's Mama June family crisis. You guys know that I love Mama June and like honey boo boo and the whole clan. I didn't watch last season because it's just like impossible to find in Australia. There's no legal way to watch it. And like, it just was not uploaded anywhere. Sometimes it would pop up on like daily motion and then it would get like deleted the next day. So it was very difficult, but I found some links for the new season. I actually found it uploaded on Facebook. I was searching everywhere. First it was on YouTube and they did have the premiere up on YouTube. And then after the first week, then they deleted it and they just pulled it off everywhere. But I found it uploaded on Facebook video and, um, she is the worst fucking mother ever. And it's funny to me that, like, the women on The Real Housewives, they get so much vitriol, right, by... They get so much vitriol just by, like, the viewers over, like, really small things. You know, like, Teddy Mellencamp just needs to breathe, and it's the most vicious comments. Like, I saw... um people commenting under a Melissa Gorga Twitter post the other day. And then when I went back to look at the comments, they were gone. So I think Melissa had like censored them because you can hide replies, but it was just utter cruelty. Um, And I was like, who speaks to somebody like this on Twitter? Like just shocking. And I'm like, can y'all direct that at Mama June, the world's worst mother? Um, so on the show, Pumpkin, which is the um, one of the daughters, she's the one, she's married to this guy called Josh, and she has been looking after Alana, aka Honey Boo Boo, for like the last three years, because Mama June, the fucking crackhead and meth head, can't get clean. So Mama June's just been on like drug benders for years and dating these like scumbag guys. So... 
Pumpkin was left looking after um, Alana and then she got custody and she took uh, Mama June to court for child support and she wanted to get 2000 a month for Alana. And June was like refusing to pay the money. She's like, I'm not paying like two grand. But then at the same time, June's spending money on like all of her boyfriends. Like she's got this new boyfriend who is now her husband, who she married. Okay, she married this guy after six months together and she proposed to him when he was in jail for violating his probation. Within six months, they were married. And she bought him new teeth because he lost all of his teeth from like doing meth. So she bought him veneers, which is thousands. But then she doesn't want to pay 2000 a month for Honey Boo Boo. Like she's atrocious. And then the judge ruled that she had to pay um, $800 a month. And then June was like, well, can Pumpkin just legally adopt Alana so I don't have to pay the child support? <laughs> So she wanted to just give give her up. And pump for Pumpkin, that's been like a line in the sand of like, you really can't come back from this. Like I could never imagine giving up my own child or the rights to my own child and you were willing to do that just to get out of child support. Meanwhile, you'll fund all these fucking random men because she's like a love addict, Mama June. So she's addicted to drugs. Well, she says she's been clean for three years now. Which, I don't know, girl. She claims that she has to do drug tests and that they're coming back negative. So, that's what she's saying on the show. But I just, I don't know. I, I just, It's hard for me to see her as being clean. She's got to still be doing something. I don't know. But she's a love addict with these guys. So, the family is like, is like really kind of like torn apart. Pumpkin looks after five kids. Pumpkin's 22 years old. She has this adorable husband, Josh. They're so cute. They live in Georgia. So they have Alana, who's now 17. That's Honey Boo Boo. They have Ella, this little girl who's like super cute. They call her Tink. They have a little boy called Bentley. He's adorable. They literally have the cutest kids and like the nicest family, which is funny because they're such like... They're so white trash and they've had so much dysfunction and everything, but their family's kind of, like, perfect. And then they have, like, these two twins. Uh, I can't remember that. She just had twins. So she's 22 with five kids, if you include Honey Boo Boo. And she's, like, holding it down and they're giving these kids a stable life, um, a mum and a dad. And then Mama June is off in fucking Alabama still, buying veneers for, like, some crackhead boyfriend that she just picked up off the street and married. Um, There's also this sister called Jessica, and she's not, like, she's not that entertaining. Like, all the other ones, like Honey Boo Boo and Pumpkin and stuff, they all have, like, big personalities. Um, They kind of talk like Jojo Siwa. Like, you know how Jojo Siwa just, like, yells at the camera all the time? Like, they all do that. I feel like because they got raised on reality TV... And they're probably already outgoing people anyway. And then now they just are always yelling and carrying on and stuff. But this Jessica is really lazy and she's moved out. And now I think she's a lesbian. That's what they've been hinting at in the premiere because she has a roommate and um, they're trying to be like, well, who's this roommate of yours? And it's like obvious that she's in like a lesbian relationship. So that's the reveal. I don't know if that's staged. The thing with the Mama June reality show is like so much of it is like scripted. and But it's like scripted where it's funny because it's so fake. Like 
the storyline for Alana, who, by the way, is not in the show that much. Like, Honey Boo is not in it that much, but they're trying to give her something to do. So, her storyline is that she's a spoiled teenager. So, they have these, like, fake scenes where she's meant to be being a diva. She's like, who ate my oranges? And, like, screaming at people. But, like, you can just tell that they've, like, told her to do that and it's not even real. And she's dating that guy. She's got this older black boyfriend that... Okay, I don't want to um, defame. I don't want to defame anybody and accuse anybody of doing anything illegal, but there's an age difference between the two, and there's been a question mark. I mean, she's still 17 now, and they've been they've been together since she was 16, and I think he was like 18 or 19, and that's the legal age. But then we were like, did they get together before then? I don't know. And to be honest, I'm just like, I'm from the country. Like, here's the thing. I hope no one fucking snips this out of context. And he's a groomer. But I'm just saying, I grew up in like, I grew up country as well. Like, when I was 16, I had like an older boyfriend that was from Sydney. Um, I'm not saying that it's right, but I'm also just, I'm just saying like, it's just country. Like, (laughs) we grow up fast. (laughs) You know, like, my girlfriend's in school. You find out a girl's pregnant. You find out that, you know, the girls in my group, like when we were in like year nine and 10, they were dating like the seniors. It's kind of just, just what happens in the country, (laughs) y'all. That's how we do. Sorry. Um, And yeah, the show is, it's really entertaining. I really like it. Um, Mama June is getting remarried. So she already married him when, as soon as he got out from probation, but now they're trying to plan like a big lavish wedding. So I guess the storyline is kind of like, um, can we bring the family back together in time for the fake wedding? But I like it and I'm going to keep watching it. And, um, there's another sister called Chickadee. She's the oldest one. She's 28. And she was on the original Here Comes Honey Boo Boo, the TLC show, but she um she never was part of any of the Mama June shows, and she was estranged from Mama June because if you'll remember, Mama fucking June started dating a pedophile that she had this she had this guy she was with that I can't remember I don't remember the exact details but he was either accused of or charged with I don't remember specifically I think abusing one of her daughters some there's something like that and then I think he went to jail and then he like got out of jail and like Mama June like got back together with him and Chickadee was like are you fucking kidding me so like Chickadee I think went on like Dr Phil and she did like the media rounds and stuff she was like, I'm not fucking dealing with Mama June anymore. Like, good for you. Like, cut this bitch off. And that definitely tore the family up. But then I think Alana, I mean, you know, Honey Boo Boo was so young then, so she just sort of had to stay with Mama June. And then Pump- Pumpkin probably actually was still young when it happened too, because I know that Chickadee's the oldest one, so she probably was easier for her to separate, whereas the others were still probably under 18 at the time. And I think... If we're being real, Pumpkin Pumpkin knows the show pays her bills. Because really, Pumpkin is kind of the star of the show. Like, Pumpkin and Josh and them raising their family, they're, even though the show's the Mama June show, it's really more of, like, the Pumpkin family show. And I think that Pumpkin knows that 
she sort of needs Mama June to like keep like like that's how they pay their bills is doing this show. Like it's in its sixth season now, and they were doing stuff before this show as well. Like they're pretty consistently been on television because they were doing the Honey Boo Boo show for a long time. When Mama June got back with the pedophile, they cancelled the TLC show. And then they came back on WeTV. Of course, WeTV is like, yeah, sure, we'll hire her. Then they did the Mama June from Not to Hot. And then that has now turned into Mama June Family Crisis, which we're watching now. So Chickadee's estranged from Mama June, but she's got like stage four cancer now. And it's like full on. It's like she's got it in her liver and like a lot of places. So it's very sad. So prayers for Chickadee. But the family has come back together now because I saw them on Daily Mail and um, they've rallied around Chickadee and, yeah, it's it's just sad. Um, okay, guys, that's it. Um, yeah, you'll get another episode on Monday or maybe this weekend. Y'all, I'm not sticking to the dates anymore. You'll get another episode when you get another episode. But follow me on social media. Leave me a good review, guys. I always ask and I always appreciate when you drop me the good reviews. Share the pod with friends. That really, 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 really helps me seriously. Like, that's how I get new listeners. It's it's hard to get in front of new people. So, you know, beyond my social media, which I am growing, but I have a lot of people that will just follow me on Instagram, but they don't listen to the podcast. It fucking pisses me off because they go, Oh, do you watch The Housewives of Beverly Hills? Oh, no, I've only done a hundred episodes about it. Like, girl, y'all listen to the goddamn podcast. So please share the pod with people. And um, yeah, I did a really long Patreon this week. It was over an hour, a lot of family stuff, a lot of personal stuff and Bravo takes and all of that. So that's on Patreon. The link is in the bio. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye.